All right. It is time. Guys, whoa. We made it all the way to episode seven. To all of our friends loving and supporting us here. Ah, I just want to say thank you. Tristan, say thank you. Yeah, you're not feeling it? Thanks. I don't know why you're crying. <laughs> it's like Look Sally it. Field. Like, oh, they love me. They really like me. I really, I know who Sally Field is, but you I don't just get don't the know reference. What okay. is this? She, she won an award? She won an award, and yeah, that's literally what? what she said. What was the role? I don't know. You don't even know the role, but I you're going to quote the iconic moment. I am. You're fake. No. <laughs> I'm just going to call Colin. No. Fake. Did you watch the Bachelorette, the Bachelor recap when she was calling everybody fake? And she's like, I know MJ. You don't get to call her fake. You didn't watch that? No, I've not been watching oh. The Bachelor. I just listened to people talk about The Bachelor. That's, that's I what I mean. And they didn't talk about it? That's No. That's Literally, the girls that I listen to like have been just so lame. They've just been like, this episode is so boring. And I was like... I, it probably was boring, but I didn't watch it. So you're to tell me so how to boring tell me it was. Going on, yeah. But anyway, that's my one complaint. Well, we are having such fun doing this. And honestly, we can't do it without you. Guys, we found out we have a listener in Brazil. Dude, I think that's fake. No, <laughs> no it's, it's not. not being fake. No, they're using not. a VPN and they're pretending they're in Brazil. People Brazil, the Netherlands, and Canada. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If you're the listener from Brazil, please message us. Because we we'll a... give you something. No, you won't. Yeah, we will. What are we giving them? I don't know. I want to give like, them. signed us up for so many things. What are you talking about? I did Vistaprint, and we're getting dad hats, and it's going to be great. We'll did see. you do that? No, I didn't buy. I don't have oh any money gosh. right now, but I'm like, going to. See, these are things you talk about, and then why do you talk about it while we're trying to do a podcast? Why are you announcing things to me? <laughs> what in the know. world? Anyway. Just message us. If you're from Brazil, I think you're fake. So prove me wrong. That's all I have to say. Yeah. I want you to prove her wrong. It'll be great. And I'm not giving you anything. I will. <laughs> good I'll luck. I'll send you a handwritten note. I'll say the things I've received from Taylor has been not good. Rude. You know that Christmas present you got me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> About. <Okay. laughs> and you call me rude? <laughs> okay. Anyway. Without further ado, let me give you my sweet intro. So we are sisters from the Pacific Northwest, and every Thursday we are here to give you the details of a crime that you may already know and discuss our thoughts and opinions. Like you, we are completely obsessed with true crime, not in a morbid way, and we too realize that many criminals find the Pacific Northwest is the perfect place to make their twisted fantasies a reality. We are not professionals by any means, but rather crime enthusiasts who like to talk so with that, let's get started. Tristan. All right. Okay, so disclaimer. Today's case is about murder, sexual assault, and sadistic psychopaths. Mm. And just a reminder, yeah, we're not professionals. We just like this as a hobby, having fun. Some people like it. I don't know if I, I don't know. Has anyone said they don't like it? Has anyone complained yet? No. We haven't got a complaint. No. So we're just going to keep doing it until yeah. we get a complaint. And then once we get that complaint, <laughs> we're not going to get we'll flying keep, far. We're going to keep doing it. Yeah, we're just going to keep doing it. But Woo. anyway, that's what I say. All right. So today, I think, is by far the worst case we've ever covered. I mean, <laughs> just, we're only in episode start. seven. But honestly, just be prepared to have your stomach in knots because today's case is super dark. And yeah. Oh, and before we get started and we dive into the story, we just want to give a listener discretion slash like trigger warning that there's going to be discussing a lot of sexual violence. Also, for the record, we as a team, as in Tristan and I. Oh, so I did get to decide on this one. Yeah. Okay, cool. We decided that we want to like make note of the victims, but we try not to use their names as much due to the fact that like these victims, I can guarantee, don't want to be synonymous with the crime, like, or the criminals who committed acts against them. So if you're ever wondering, like, well, why don't you drop names or mention things as much? It's not really because we don't care about the victims. We absolutely care about the victims. And in respecting them, we're trying to just focus more on the criminal, like, why they do what they do, what's their background, like, those kind of things. Yeah, so the victims, like, absolutely matter. Don't get us wrong. However, it's our way of not throwing them in together and like, I don't know how to describe it, just allowing them to keep their dignity since they were mistreated by the criminals themselves. 
Yeah. That makes sense, right? Yeah. Except obviously if it's like, like today's case, we do go over two of the victims because that was the prime victims of this case is the reason why we're making yeah. these cases. But like there is other victims who are little parts of the story and like they didn't play a big role, but again, yeah. I just... We just don't yeah. want to make it seem like we're just jerks who are like give zero farts about the victims because we do care about the victims, but we are not the podcast that's like sitting there and focusing in on, okay, this is the victim. This is what happened to them. We need to like, we're trying to honor them and respect them without making it about them because we want to just know why people are freaks. Like, why are you a psychopath? Like what happened to you that made you such a jerk? So not the victims, the criminals. Yes. We're talking about the criminals. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Anyways, it makes sense. sense. It makes sense. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. If you don't like it, email us. We might read it. No, we will read it. No one's no one sends us emails. So if you're I've bored. never received anything. Please yeah. email me. Email us. I don't even know what my email is, but email me. <laughs> email me. Do they have our email? Yeah, it's on our website. Oh. You can email Taylor at crookedcrimesisters.com or Tristan at crookedcrimesisters.com. And Taylor T R Y S. T-A-N. Yes, I, I was going to say Taylor name. is common, but you have to make sure you're spelling Tristan correctly because even my Apple Watch tries to spell it with an I. Most of my family members who message me on Facebook spell my name wrong. My name's on, like, when you <laughs> click on the messenger to, like, message me, my name's, like, right there. They <laughs> but, still spell it wrong. But they still spell it. So, it's okay. <laughs> I've gotten used to it, but, yeah. But so. it's fine. It's fine. Okay. So, moving on. Today is an absolute nightmare of a situation and um it deals with a family that has generations of pain and crazy and basically it's one of those stories like you think it's not going to get worse and then it gets worse so yeah yeah that is for sure true um basically we just have to tell you that this story is insane there are so many layers and most people who grew up in oregon certainly know about it may remember it or at least like they've heard about it I mean, there's only a few that come notorious with Oregon. And while there were only two victims, whereas some other crimes have more, it's just really sad the way that everything like unfolded. Obviously, you like know more than me and you remember it. I was like, I think three when it happened. So yeah. I don't remember a <laughs> yeah. thing. Uh, I was in middle school and the girls, I'm pretty sure, were a year older than me in school, but at the time we were actually living in Central Oregon. We weren't in the Portland metro area, but I totally remember when it happened. Like, I don't remember specific details. So that's why like when I was researching this case, it was like, oh my gosh, like so much more was there. But I do remember seeing their faces on the news. I remember when they went missing and everything. And I remember parents like talking about it. Cause you know, when you're like fifth, sixth grade, like you know things and you listen in on things, but you still are like holding on to your innocence and you just still want to like play, but yeah, but you want to be grown up and you want to know what they're talking about. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So before we can even dive in, that's like, like we said, there's layers to the story. So let's start with the criminal himself, Ward Weaver the third. Yeah. No drum roll, no nothing. He's mm, yeah. He nothing. He's just gross. And I just, I hate his name. Like, I feel like. It's such a weird name. It's such a weird name. Like. I don't know anyone that. If he was like a famous actor, I would be like, ew, I hate his name. Like, there's no, like, it's even worse because he's a bad person. But I feel like even if he was a good person. He has like, and I think he like, not, this is not a compliment at all, but he has like the perfect notorious name. Yeah. Lord Weaver. Like, that just sounds (gasps) bad. Do you remember when we were like searching we were, it was like 10 years ago, we were searching for a taco time and the closest one we could find was in Oregon City. And I remember driving around in Oregon City with you and you were seriously like 12 or 13. And I was like, Tristan, do you remember Ward Weaver? And you were like, what? I don't even know what you're talking about. I and I literally like spent, I don't know, like 30 minutes driving around in circles just so I could like tell you the story. I think I do remember that. Actually. And then we went and got crispy bean burritos at Taco Time. Because yeah, Ward Weaver like lives right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's he what lives I mean. By Taco Time. He did. Not right by it, but yeah. Close. But anyways, that has nothing to do with anything. I actually vividly remember this. Right. Anyway, <laughs> and you were like mind blown. You were like, what? No, what? And I was just so excited. And that was like ten years ago. And look at us now. Dang. <laughs> anyways, all right. 
Anyways, Ward Francis Weaver the third was a dude. Born in 1963, his parents were Ward Jr., and his mom's name was Trish. Now, it was said he was a 10-pound baby, which, dang. Like, I thought Miles was going to be a 10-pound baby, like, carrying him around for nine months. And praise Jesus, he wasn't, because I did that bad boy all natural. And to have to push out a 10-pound baby, that sounds horrifying. Taylor, I, like, don't even want to talk. This is, like, my least favorite topic, because... (laughs) Babies! I was 9-11, and I think Tanner was, like, 10 and a half. So I don't even want to talk about the size of the baby I'm going to have to put down. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know why mom is convinced it's going to be redheaded. Yeah. But a 10-pound um, redheaded baby, <laughs> I'm not excited. You know what, though? It kind of reminds me, like, of, uh, gosh, what's that movie? Santa Claus is Coming to Town. He was a little redheaded orphan baby. Why is my kid going to be an orphan? <laughs> no, why'd you say that? I'm not saying he's an orphan, but I'm saying he was a cute redheaded baby. Obviously, he was a claymation baby, so he was kind of cute. But, like, you know what? Maybe you can just, like, once you're pregnant, you can be like, Doc, this is going to be a huge baby. Let's schedule a C-section. I'm really hoping that, like, you know, modern medicine really kicks in and wins is a win for me by yeah. the time I have a kid. And you can, because... like, plan his, birth- his birthday. Ooh, look it. I'm saying it's going to be a boy first. <gasps> Did you want a girl first? I have no comment. Okay. Tanner. What does Tanner want? A boy? Have you not heard the conversations with Tanner? No. Is he going to take him duck hunting? No, I'm not. I'm not saying the (laughs) I'm not saying the comments that man's made because there will be complaints. Okay. (laughs) So Ward is born into his family and he actually ends up having two younger sisters And the marriage in the family was just not a great one. Um, I think his mom, she did her best, but his father, Ward Jr., came from a very messed up violent home in which abuse was like super common from both of his parents. So it was like he was, I don't know, set up to fail, I guess. But can I just state that I despise when people use that excuse like, Oh, I was abused when I was a kid. So that's why I abused my kids. Like that's such a cop out, but it's pretty safe to say the assumption is that Ward Jr. was one of those guys who was like, well, I had this bad childhood. So that's why my kids have a bad childhood and just blame all of his bad behavior on his upbringing. Yeah. I I don't understand like why since you had a bad childhood that you put your own kid through the same thing. Like, I feel like you're living through the trauma again. Yeah. You know, most parents, it's like, we want to make our kids' lives, like, better. And I just wonder, too, like, is it one of those things, like, it just becomes second nature? Because there's certain things that I do that, like, that mom does. And I'm like, ew. (laughs) I don't even have a kid, and I do it to Tanner. And I'm like, ugh, I have a mother. Yeah. Like, nature versus nurture thing. Like, we just naturally, biologically do things that we don't even. Oh, yeah. I get what you're saying. But I think, like. Everyone should have a strong enough will to not abuse their kid. They should be able to. Like, yeah. Or don't procreate. Hi. How about that? Sterilize yourselves. I'm not saying you can't do the deed. Just don't. You don't need to make children out of it. Sterilize Anyways. <laughs> what the heck? So by 1967, Trish ends up leaving Ward Jr. But it seems like they do like a decent job staying in contact. I'm assuming they're like co-parenting. And everything's, like, fine and dandy until Ward Jr. enlists in the military, and then he leaves. So he gets, I guess, deployed, and then he's gone. Hmm. So the two of them, like, separate, but things are, over, like, okay, and mom is a decent human. So at least he's, like, you know, a good parent. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, like, the story that I got from the research. And it's one of those crimes, like, because this is so well-known, there are dozens and dozens of articles and stories and, like, documentaries. And I can guarantee there's, like, a handful of podcasts on it. So there's a lot to choose from. And so for me, it was hard because I just wanted to make sure that all the information I was getting was, like, corroborated before telling the story of what happens. So the kids, as in Ward and his sisters, have um, they do have one good small memory from their dad. And that was whenever their dad was like back from leave in the military, he would like pick them up and they would go drive around in a convertible and he would like go over hills and stuff and like they would get butterflies in their stomach. Like, oh, how fun. Yay. Like a roller coaster. 
for free. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's like something, but that's kind of like, <laughs> but I mean, it's probably the only thing I'm assuming, but at least it's something. Yeah. I mean, it was noted there was one good memory, I guess. Yeah. So Trish moves on pretty quickly and she remarries a man and we're just going to call him Boudreaux. I don't know if that was his first name, his last name. Honestly, I don't care because I don't like him. So he's like not a good human at all. He's a drunk. He's super abusive. And he just, he doesn't sound like a good dude. So basically, and this is like taking it from Trish herself. She said that she would make a bed for the kids in the back of her car and they would basically just drive around town and try to find her drunk husband, their stepdad. And at that point, it's like, what? Like, why wouldn't you just stay at home with your kids? Like, I don't understand. Like, why are you even taking them out? Like, if he wants to go out and do those kind of things, okay, bye. Like, go do it yourself. And even the kids said that it was, or this is, I mean, obviously when they said it, they were adults. But they were like, the best nights were when he would, like, pass out at a hotel or something and not yeah. come home. Like, that's sad. Yeah. But that's weird too. It's like the seventies. Like six-year-olds were taking care of babies back then. Like oh, I know. You left your ten-year-old in charge. Yeah. No one cares. So like, what? Yeah. There's no rules. There's no law. I mean, hey, kudos for being a good mom and like, no keeping your kids with you. But at the same time, like, I don't know. There's just better options, I guess. It's weird. So Trish uh, recalls this story, and I really want to make note of it because our favorite friend Bailey Syrian has made a point that many criminals have like a moment in time where they have, they like suffer a brain injury. So let me guess, Ward has a situation. They all do. Yeah, he sure does. And so when Ward was a young boy, apparently he fell out of a window, like a second story window and like landed on his head. Oh gosh. And his stepdad is like trying to calm him down. And so he gives the kid a dollar like, oh, okay, like here. Like he's obviously young enough that a dollar like mattered to him. But then Ward, <laughs> I don't, I think he's like four or five, like runs back up the stairs and tries to fall out of the window again because he wants to make another dollar. Like, I don't know. This kid, <laughs> I, I want to laugh, but... That is actually really sad that, like, Ward thought it was okay to hurt himself for a dollar. For a dollar, yeah. That's, like, I'm, he, I feel like he must have, like, must have been one of those things. Oh, my God, Taylor. <laughs> anyway, I feel like it was one of those things where he, like, just needed, like, was begging for attention. Oh, yeah. It like, had to be. Sad. Like, I don't, I I doubt that he, like, I bet he, like, right there, he's like, oh, sick a dollar. But yeah. I feel like deep down inside is, like, he's more begging for attention. Like, oh, if I fall out the window, they'd be like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, they okay? care. They pay attention. It's a dollar. Oh, I didn't even think of that. That's like, so sad. So then we skip ahead in time. Um, then Trish, his mom, notices that something happened. And um, she said, like, from that point on, he was around, like, 11 or 12. And from that point on, like, her son changed. And Ward was out with his stepdad. Um, he went to Sacramento to like go do a job or something. And he, Trish gets a phone call like, I'm bringing the kid back. And she. Now, it isn't stated what specifically happened, but from the moment that he was dropped back off, dropped back off, it was said that like nothing was ever the same. Wait, so you said he's dropped off. Like, what do you mean? Just dropped off. Like Trish, sa Trish says that <laughs> Trish said that he basically like pulled into the driveway, word got out of the car, and then he just like backed up and took off. Like didn't say anything, like super suspicious. But she said from that point on, she was like my redheaded freckled freight face. Oh my god, kid. he's a redhead? Yes. Well, at least as a child. My uh. redheaded freckled face boy was like never the same after that incident happened. So like I guess something happened while on the job, but I don't specifically know what happened. So that's the thing. Like, we don't know what happened. So, I mean. Okay. So, you know how I feel about, like, speculation? Like, uh, but do we have ideas what happened? I don't know. Like, Literally, I, nothing. I really don't. That's what I mean. It's kind of frustrating because it's like, okay, well, what happened? Was there, like, some sort of, like, did he witness something? Was he a part of something? Like, one of those kind of things, but you know, Ward's still alive, so we can just go ask him ourselves if you want to. No, that is literally <laughs> such a bad idea. I hate when you bring this up. Ward, if you ever listen to this, I don't want to talk to you. 
I'm just saying, like, why do you even suggest these things? Why? I don't know. Because I think it's fun. Like, seriously. Okay. Side note. If I could dress up <laughs> like Mary Marks. Oh, my God. Let's get to pick a better disguise. Let's get the, I'll get a brown wig and some ugly glasses and a paper boy hat. And honestly, I have like a list of people I would just want to interview. So I just want to pick their brain, like find out why they are who they are and all that stuff. So criminal wise. Who would you want to talk to? Well, <laughs> I I don't want to pick anyone that like we're, we're I don't know if we'll ever do a, like a thing on this because it's not in a Pacific Northwest case. Yeah, but I just want to know, Paul Flores, what kind of shovel did you use to bury Kristen in your backyard? Because I know that's the only question <laughs> I have. Because I know Kristen's buried in your backyard. I don't even have to ask. We don't even have to ask. I don't yet. even have to ask you. I know you did it. I 100% agree. What shovel did you use? Because that's 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 all I need to know. She's no. there. No, seriously. I honestly want to know, like, why I would want to talk to his parents. Like, why on God's green earth are you protecting your son? Because you know that she's buried in the backyard. Like, why are you fighting it? <gasps> they got to be getting old, too. So what's going to happen, like, when they pass away? Dude, what's gonna happen when they like someone else someone, buys that house? I was gonna say someone is gonna do it. Someone has to do it. We someone need to, let's <gasps> needs to buy the house. Guys, we really need this podcast to just blow up so we can go down. We will buy the house and oh, we I will dig wanna, it. Up. I don't want to buy the house. No, we're just gonna go. No, so we can actually. That's actually a really bad investment. No, why is it a really bad investment? Well, I mean, it's a good investment because like we're gonna dig, dig yeah, we're gonna and we'll solve the case. But at the same time. No one's going to buy that house afterwards. No, we'll solve the case and then someone will buy it. Like so it's in San Luis Obispo. Like probably someone Who will buy it. Who wants to buy that with a girl buried in the backyard? You know what? Do you know how many things, do you know how many things happen in houses and they just don't disclose them? This is going to be, no, this is going to be big news though. Yeah. I'm going to make it big news. Okay. Like I said, I will die on this hill. <laughs> I'll be buried in the backyard next to Kristen. He did it. And oh, she's I know he did. buried back there. I know. I That's absolutely agree. All I have to say. One of these times we're going to have to cover this case because it's, it's my favorite case. And it's bananas. It's, and Kristen's back there. That's all she I, is. I, okay. <laughs> anyway. I need to get back to Ward. Yeah, get back to Ward. So right. Paul Flores, I'm coming after you. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday. Yeah. So the year is now 1970, and the family has been living in California this whole time, their whole lives. And they decide that they're going to move to Portland. So Trish has now had another child. And this boy is nine years younger than Ward. And it said that Ward basically became like the worst brother alive. So I actually want to have you read the article that kind of talks about their relationship. Wow, what an honor. Thank you. <sighs> okay. It was said, and I quote, Ward frequently beat his little brother, Robert, who said he invented a technique to withstand the pain. He would take a deep breath and hold it for minutes. Lost in the delirium of his oxygen debt, Robert found he could shut out his brother's pounding fists. So, yeah, pretty sad and intense stuff. Um, there were also descriptions from his sisters, and I'm going to have you read those as well. Mm, thank you. Yes. We were never a family, she said. We were six people growing up in the same house, in a very violent house. Ward has put me through so much hell. For years after I left, I had nightmares about him. Yeah, so as if hurting his little brother wasn't enough, I guess he also just left a pretty big mark on his sisters as well. Sounds like quite a guy. What a gem. And like, this is like him and like, he's still like in high school. Like Yeah, school. like teenager. He's not yeah. even an adult. He's yeah. He literally sounds horrible. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible guy. Yeah. So the next event is where it starts to get really ugly really fast. So if you thought that anything has happened so far, this is literally nothing. We have barely scratched the surface. So it's the early 80s, right? And Ward has pretty much become um, a local teen in the Portland metro area. He smokes, he does drugs, he listens to rock and roll, yada yada. And apparently he was also accused of raping one of his own family members. What? Wait, like who was it? Was it like one of the sisters or something? Honestly, it never says who it was. And it just, it gets, it gets better from here, guys, oh, because Ward was also seeking to enlist in the military. So the police don't pursue the charges. Wait, excuse me? Yeah. 
So you can just like commit crimes and then like join the army and then like become scotch free. They're just like, oh, well, you're gonna get in the army, do America a favor. So, so yeah, let's uh, pretend that never happened. And I don't know if it was specifically the army. I honestly think it was the navy, but it doesn't really freaking matter. That's yeah, basically, he the since the crime it was filed in a juvenile court, and because he enlisted with the reserve, and he was about to get shipped out, they just thought like, oh, we can let it go. Like, are you freaking kidding me? Are you for reals? How does that work? Because there's people that like try to get, I mean, the Navy's different, but don't you need a referral? I don't know. Like, honestly, I have no idea they don't how do he did it. Check? And I don't know if maybe that's why things are more thorough now. Cause okay. I don't think any of this could have ever happened This is like in, in today's society. Whatever. But yeah, years ago. So he just runs off into the military and ends up as a cook on a ship that's docked in the Philippines. When do we even get in the crime line? Like, we haven't even started in here. And, like, I'm already, I'm just already uncomfortable with this man. Yeah. I mean, I want to say his love of cooking and, like, food is where he turns his life around. But I have a feeling that's just not, that's not what's <laughs> going to happen. Be great and, like, be, oh, uh, you know, he's out of, like, his family's sight. Maybe he's just like, you know what? And turn my life around chopping up these onions yeah really gets my anger out it's fine i don't yeah. need to beat up people anymore and becomes like a famous chef over in yeah. the philippines Just no really, no nope that doesn't happen not even close ah well i guess we wouldn't be here if it did yeah pretty much so it gets so much worse and honestly i think this is going to be like one of the top five worst cases that we cover and there are just so many layers to it and all of it is just so sad and so awful and it's really like these situations that really get me they grind my gears i don't know if you've heard that phrase grind my gears okay why do you think i'm like live under a rock yes i've heard that phrase okay but sally like, field no that phrase, <laughs> yes. and i know who sally field is but Delivery you don't remember that speech okay no but have you ever heard the people who say like oh evil isn't real i've never heard that you've never heard who that. says that no seriously okay first of all in bible college bible says that no of course the bible no. doesn't say that no when not I, on bible no when i was in bible college and we got to go explore like other religions we went to a church and i'm not even going to name the church that it was but Can the I lady guess? no i'm not gonna i'm gonna name. guess in my head Okay, you can guess and I'll cut it out. Okay, what is that? I've never heard of that. No, no it's, it's a thing. No, they're totally a thing. But they actually, <laughs> like, they evil isn't a thing. Does evil exist? Neuroscientists say no. Neuroscientists? Yeah. What are they is, blaming on? No, yeah. What are? How do they say it? All right, so basically what I'm saying is there are <laughs> neuroscientists out there who believe that free will does not exist and there's no such thing as free will because um, like evil, free will is an antiquated concept for most. And thus intentional evil is actually impossible. And, and it puts us into this like little box of like anyone who commits like a heinous act or anything like that, they have a faulty brain and that's why they do it. And they're saying we're like cars and we, just there's something wrong with our brains. Well, then what's the opposite of good? We all don't. There's no such thing as good. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so I guess it, like, it does it. Do we have it? a faulty brain if I give away all my money to someone? That's a dumb decision, but us being good. What? Yeah, I don't know. That's me. According sense. to these neuroscientists, I just think it's interesting. Like, it's the same kind of thing, like, looping back, like, people being like, oh, well, I had a bad childhood, so I'm going to give my kid a bad childhood. Like, there's, I had a faulty brain. You have a faulty brain. Yeah, basically that's what they're saying. And they're trying to get to this point where we are just all innocent and that anyone who commits these like acts, they're really just victims themselves. And that's why they do it. And it's a brain thing and has nothing to do with anything. And I just, you know, this reminds know. me of the scene in, what is that? Igor. <laughs> you go, they go and like watch the show and they get like yeah. the brainwash. <laughs> the brainwash. <laughs> yeah. That's what I, is that the future? They're just gonna wash everyone's brains to be good because we people who are bad and I have no idea. Have a, a well, honestly, you know what it made me think brain. of? It made me feel like uh, those conspiracy theories that say like this is all just a simulation. That I've said that before. 
Well, not I'm during the now. podcast, but not <laughs> you know. But yeah, I agree. That's like what, like we're all programmed, and those people are programmed wrong. Yeah, basically. And for, there's no free will, so like that means we don't make our own choices. Yeah, which huh? I am 150 billion percent a Jesus believer. So I call BS on all of this stuff. There's absolutely evil. There's absolutely good. However. There are people out there who think like, oh, well, free will isn't a thing. Evil isn't a thing. Like, well, whoever's and that's just programming life. me, you've done okay so far, but let's do something a little better. Like, I don't want to eat the salad I brought, but I guess make me eat the salad because that's healthy. Like, I don't know. what. Who are these people that, yeah, I don't understand that. Free will. Yeah. Anyways, we've gone on it quite a few, will? like, tangents, so <laughs> we need to, like, sorry, rein it back in. So, Ward is in the Philippines. He is not a good person who becomes a chef and has a great life, obviously. You know, one could hope. I mean, yeah, but guess what? He finds himself a lady. Ward, <laughs> Ward just needs to focus on something. <laughs> obviously, the food isn't enough, but, Yeah. So he meets himself a woman. Her name is Maria, and she's from the Philippines. And in his the end of his service or whatever, he actually moves her home, and the two of them move back in with their mom or with his mom and stepdad. So I feel like this is already like a recipe for disaster. So they get back, and I don't know. I didn't specifically find it whether they got married before they returned to the States or as soon as they returned back to the States, but they're married. It's 18, wow, it's 1982, and the police get called to the hospital in North Portland where they find the new Mrs. Weaver, and she's pregnant. She's 19 years old, and she's recovering from abuse by Ward. So then Trish, mind you, who is Ward III's mom, she begs Maria, like, you need to press charges. Like, she shows up at the hospital and is like, press charges for sure. Oh my god. Okay. I mean, that says a lot about you when your own mother is like rooting against you and like saying, telling your wife, like, you need to press charges. Like, yeah. She's like, oh, it's like the, the biggest warning sign, flashing warning sign. Yeah, exactly. It's not going to get better. Like, hurry up and take care of this. Stop it before it gets worse. But do you think that happens? Of course not. Of course not. So she makes a statement to the police, and I quote She told the officer that she was five months pregnant and that her 19 year old. Boyfriend had slapped her, pulled her hair, and banged her head against the bed. And she had a small lump on her skull. So I guess we should say, like, they're not married yet. But they get married. So whatever. He's only 19 at this point, too. I yeah. didn't like, realize that. Like, he has done so much stuff for a 19-year-old. And he's 19. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, <laughs> got a winner on our hands with this one. Like, oh, my gosh. This guy's awful. And that's, like, honestly so sad. But, like... I guess you have to think about it, like in her shoes. She's from the Philippines. She's in America. Oh, what is she gonna she's do? All by herself. What yeah. is she gonna do? She had like, I mean, I guess that's true. That sucks. That's a sucky situation. That and is. A I, terrible I bet that happens situation. all the time too. And like, people do come to America with like doing someone else. Yeah, like getting married. And like that happens. Like, what an awful situation. Yeah. So I do feel for this poor girl. Yeah. Well, she refuses to press charges, and then the couple just decides they're gonna move to California. That that's it. <laughs> His own mom is like, hey, something isn't okay. You need to press charges. But she's like, no, no, no. And then she decides to move away with him. Like, <laughs> someone needs to save this girl. Yeah, right? Ugh. I do feel, now that you've said that, like, like I do I feel, feel bad. really bad. Because, yeah. like, looking into the future, like, the crazy things that happen, like, dang. Anyways. <sighs> so this is where it gets pretty fun. Because not only does this new family move to California, but Ward the third decides he's just going to rekindle his relationship with his father, Ward Jr. And you are never going to guess where they have this meetup. Mm, they meet up for golf. That's like a dad thing. That's <laughs> golf, right? Yeah. yeah. No. Um, we're just going to add another layer because now we need to inform you of the crimes of Ward Jr. I mean, like, do we really have to? Is it, like, relevant to the case? Also, was my answer wrong? They didn't go golfing? No, actually, you are completely wrong. And yes, it is totally relevant. I promise I am not taking us on any more crazy rabbit trails. Dude, you're so hard to trust sometimes with those. Like, no, I'm not. Are you serious? No, just trust me, lady. So taking a pause on Ward the third situation, let's look at his father, Ward Jr., who is currently incarcerated for double murder. Double murder? Wow, what a gem. 
Yeah. Um, so his dad's in prison for murder. Yes. And, and that's when he decides, hey. <laughs> hey, Pops, what you up to? I'm in California. I know you're in California because you can't leave the prison. <laughs> yeah. Let me come say hello. Let's, hey, let's hang out. Let's see what's going oh on. Oh, my God. So we're still just, like, only in the beginning. So, like, Ward Jr. stayed in California after Trish took the kids up to Oregon, right? He's in the military, and there really isn't a ton known about him other than he was just a soggy satchel. <laughs> Soggy satchel. I literally said that once. Yeah, I will <laughs> never live it down. I know. Why you, I think it's great. So, anyway, for the reference, we were playing a super great game. I don't even remember what it was called. It's called Taboo. Oh, Taboo. We were playing Taboo. Don't. And we won't go into. It was a super great game. It was. We were having a good time. We were anyway. vibing. Whatever. And Tristan had to describe something. She called it a soggy satchel, and you guys can figure it out, but it's great, and it will forever be my phrase. Soggy satchel. And they didn't get it. That's the worst part. I know. Y'all didn't get it. I know. <laughs> Anyways, so Ward Jr. was a truck driver. And in 1984, he's actually accused and apprehended for the murder of two people. One of them is an 18-year-old military recruit. And the other is a 23-year-old woman who was the girlfriend of the recruit. So Ward is, like I said, he's a truck driver and he sees this couple and he decides he's going to give them a ride. And he actually ends up beating the male to death. And uh, he basically said he picked them up because he had time to kill. And he really liked the rush of making a woman submit to him. Wow. He literally had time to kill. Obviously, that's that's awful. Um. Can we also talk about the fact that, like, 99% of truck drivers are actually, like... Like Super disgusting. Okay, I wasn't going to say disgusting. I'm not going to make that statement, but I'm just saying they are, like, sketchy. Super sketch. Ward Jr. is a prime example, and he's not helping their cause of, like, not being sketchy. They are... Every truck driver I've met have sent some weird comments to me. Yeah, they, like, say weird things. They do weird things. They're up all hours of the night. Like, I'm not saying that all of them are bad. Like, I actually knew some cute old couples who would like drive together like they retired and they just became truck drivers because like his wife would just ride along with him and i was like oh that's cute you could travel the country whatever yeah but not everybody's like that there's also you know like i remember making the trip from california to texas and there were multiple truck stops and then outside of the truck stops were strip clubs and just like trashy hotels and i was like oh and literally there were you know 16 different trucks in the parking lot. Yeah. Disgusting. They got time to kill. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Mostly so, they killed anyone, but so, – or did, but yeah. So he picks up the couple, kills the boyfriend, then drives around with the woman, repeatedly raping her until at one point she bites him in self-defense. Then he freaks out, and he strangles her with a diaper. Where did the diaper come from? Dude, I have no idea. Like, honestly, we, like, thinking about this, like – where, was there a child around? Were you wearing diapers because, like, you just poop yourself while you're driving? Like, I mean, if you don't have a t- <laughs> stop. I honestly, I don't know. Like, it's not funny that we're talking about, like. It's funny was- that he's pooping himself. <laughs> but it's not funny that she got murdered with a diaper. That is not funny at all. No. But, yeah, that's a really weird word. I would like an explanation. But, yeah. then again, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. Well, this is Ward Jr. This isn't even Ward Third. Like. Neither of them. They're both awful. Yeah. But anyway. So, she bit him. Yes. Okay, I have an honest, like, weird kind of question. If this happened to you, if you are kidnapped, would you fight back? Honestly, I really don't know. I, like, seriously think I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even know what to do. I, like, I think we've both, like, talked about before in, like, the die and downs, like, if, like, someone came up to me, I'd be like, ah, like, <laughs> what do you do? I would, I am not the type to, like do something yeah i'm not the type to speak up and so yeah i think i'd literally just like roll over and die and just honestly i don't know because i'm typically not the fighter type like i'm definitely the one like in confrontation i will have things that i'm saying in my head but i'm not gonna say them out loud and i will just shove it down but like i don't know how i would handle a situation like that and i think it also depends like am i young and single or am I married and I have kids? Because I feel like that would make a difference too. Like, if I didn't have any kids, yeah, I'd probably just roll over and die. Like, okay, I'm done. But having kids, like, you have 
Not that you don't have a reason to live. That sounds kind of effed up, Charlie. (laughs) You have Charlie and Tanner and me. But I'm just saying, like, when you have kids, like, it just kind of changes things. So, I don't know. I don't know. I would cut him with my words. (laughs) But (laughs) Because I was just saying, I do confront people. I'm nasty and, like, say mean things. But physically, I can't fight nobody. (laughs) I talk a lot. But there's no We need to, like, take some, yeah. Some jujitsu classes. I mean, I did do Billy Blank's Taibo for a long time. So... I got got some moves. <laughs> Whatever. My boyfriend <laughs> broke someone's arm, so let's send Tanner out. He did. He did. It was nuts. I watched the video all the time. Yeah. And I show it I'm to everybody. I'm not going to say, like, the actual, like, you know. I show it to everybody. I'm like, hey, guys, do you want to see this video? <laughs> and then I just wait for them to hear the snap. Like, oh. I'm not going to say, like, what actually happened in the video, though, because, like. It's so cringy. He, I want him to sound cool. Yeah, he broke some guy's arm. He did. Defending my honor. Defending my honor. Okay, anyways. So, yeah, it's crazy. She bit him. And, yeah. He strangles her with a diaper. It's crazy how she, like, bit him, though. Like, that's, like, a really good instinct, I guess, when you have, like, no weapons. Like, yeah. Like, a way to fight back. Well, later on, once he's actually convicted, his ex-wife, Trish, a.k.a. Ward's mom, brings up the fact that when they were like years ago when they were together, they were like playfully wrestling and she bit him on the thumb and instantly Ward Jr. went berserk and basically attempted to kill her and strangle her. Wow, that's really interesting. Do you think if she didn't bite him, like she would have lived longer, the girl? <gasps> or like maybe survived? Oh, sad. Because yeah. he never really said, well, like, he murdered the male. So maybe he like was going to end up murdering him. But he never said like, He's like, oh, I just want her to submit to me and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I want to have my way with her. He didn't really, like, say, like, oh, I enjoy killed – like, I was going to enjoy killing her. Or, like, yeah. I enjoy killing women. And I honestly think, like, he – because it said that he, like, picked them up or whatever. And then he was like, hey, pulled over, was like, hey, I need you to help me with something in the back. Mm-hmm. And that's how he got the guy out of the car. Mm-hmm. And I think he was probably just trying to get rid of him so, so he, he could have the girl. Yeah. yeah. So I wonder if, yeah, she didn't bite him, if that would have happened. Because that was the first – I don't, I don't know. Was that the first murder Ward Jr. ever committed? Yes. So maybe he didn't even like. It wasn't really. Maybe he wasn't even trying to murder that good dude. Maybe he was just trying to like knock him out. Knock him out. And... Oh, because he did beat him with something. Yeah. He not, like, yeah. Him with the... It wasn't a tire iron, but it was something similar. Like, a tool. like some sort of big tool. Yeah. Well, that's a really good point. And I guess when they were in court, Trish also brought up the story of the attempt and then stated that Dot, who was Ward Jr.'s mom, she used to, like, bite him as a child until he would bleed. I've never heard of that. I didn't know parents bite their kids. I mean, like, Tanner bites my dog when he bites him. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's all those things like, Ugh, you see how it feels. Like, yeah. when you bite me, I'm going to bite you. But I didn't know, like. People bite their kids just, like, when they're naughty. Yeah. No, I've read so many, like, horrifying stories of, like, parents who do that to, like, infants even. Yeah. That doesn't sound like it solves anything. No. Your kid's going to cry more. No, yeah. Like, oh, the baby won't stop crying. And, like, that's, yeah. Oh, it's disgusting. That's weird. And those people deserve to rot in hell. But. um, Well, no matter what, like, just because your mom bit you and then the girl bit you because you're attacking attacking her. her, Yeah. That doesn't mean you, like, have the right to kill someone. Just saying. Yeah, it's like it just goes to show like the whole cycle of abuse and yeah, I don't know. I just I hate that people still to this day will continue to like use that all the time. Like moving on, um, I never found out what happened to the body of the recruit. However, it was said by Ward Jr. Uh, he used his 10 year old son. So this is also Ward the third's like other sibling on his dad's side. Okay. So it's not Ward the third. No, Okay, but he used his 10 year old son to help dig a hole in the backyard so they could bury the body of the woman. But he told the kid that they were looking for like a busted pipe in the ground. And then when the boy went to school, he disposed of the woman's body and threw a slab of concrete over it. And he built a deck. Hmm. A slab of concrete. Interesting choice. Yeah. And, yeah. Another thing I forgot to mention is that during his trial, he was incarcerated at San Quentin. So he actually confided in a man who ended up being, like, a prison informant. And he totally explained where the body was, but he refused to speak to anyone until he talked to his mama. Oh, you mean the chick that, like, bit him as a child? 
That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Honestly, I really don't know. Like, apparently they must have had, like, some sort of, like, weird mother-son issues. But Dot, when she was interviewed, she claimed there was no way her son would ever commit murder. Sure, Dot. You are really the matriarch of murders. Yeah. You literally are. Like, yeah. Congrats. <laughs> Good oh. job, Mama. And it gets worse because Ward Jr.'s own sister, she had a statement about her brother. And you know what? We're just going to do this again. Why don't you go ahead and read it for the audience? I quote, his younger sister testified that she watched her brother torture a cat. He'd been cruel to her, too, driving cattle at her in the field, tying her up. And then when she was 12, he raped her and told her she was pregnant. That's jacked up. Yeah. But it's... <sighs> It's super disgusting, super disturbing, but it's like, holy farts. Like, Ward III didn't even grow up with his dad, so it's weird that he was young and he, like, basically, like, tortured his brother and his sisters. Yeah. And then, you know, was accused of raping a family member. It never says whether that was, like, a cousin, whether it was a sister, but to hear that his dad did the same exact thing growing up, like, ew. It's just awful. I don't know. It's just crazy how that works. Yeah. So now it's time where we jump back into Ward III. So this was all just the crimes of his father, whom we decided <laughs> he wants to have a relationship with. Right? Yeah. So I wonder, like, did he even know of any of these things? Because it said it was, like, at age, like, four or five, like, he wasn't around his dad anymore. So. Yeah. So he just, like, got into, like, were they, like, like just, you know, like, oh, we're bonding on all these awful things oh my gosh yeah i wonder if they even talked about it like that's disgusting to like sit and like oh son how was your childhood oh dad this is what i did say i did the same thing like so disgusting anyways so ward the third moves his family from oregon to california and at this point they have three kids but it and he's still with maria but it's just as bad as the family that he grew up in. They are absolutely miserable with one another. And um, at one point, the kids that they share actually get removed from the home. So it's just like another cycle of the family he grew up in. Yeah. So uh, it was said that Ward was a drunk. Maria would hit the kids and was they were constantly fighting and screaming with each other. Then Ward does the unthinkable and he actually attacks two young girls who were family friends. These sisters were 15 and 16 years old. Wait, is there like a story there or are we just like stating what happened? Well, I mean, of course, we're like the queens of detail. So this story of this crime goes like this. The Weavers uh, moved to California. They're living in a small town. And uh, I guess like the local bowling alley was like the spot to be at. Hmm. So Ward's down at the bowling alley. He's drinking. And these two sisters who knew him offer to like give him a ride home. Okay, so how well did they know him, I guess? I mean, offer a ride. Yeah, it was well enough that they were comfortable alone to be like alone with him, but I don't think that they had any idea that he would do like what he did. Aw, that's sad. So they like they had no like idea, like no knowledge of the history of violence before. Like yeah. his crazy life. I mean, honestly, I don't even think anyone other than his mom and the person who like he had done things to other outside of those people. I don't think anybody knew because mm-hmm. just judging from like what stuff I've read, it seems like he was a likable person. Like people liked him. No, with that name. Right. So these girls, they jump into a minivan with Ward. It's just the three of them in there. And then he's like, Hey, pull over on the side of the road. Like I have to go to the bathroom. So he go, gets out of the car, then he throws open the passenger door and smashes this 15-year-old girl's face with a piece of concrete. What is up with these people in concrete? And like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But like this girl, she's only 15 years old, so she's like probably laying in the van, like knocked out or whatever. Yeah, surprise. And then he wrestles the 16-year-old girl down to the ground. She's in a headlock, and who knows what freaking intentions he had. Did they fight back? Well, of course they fought back. And thank the Lord, like, they were able to escape. But the creepy part was that the 16-year-old girl, who was pretty much in, like, a comparable position, she knew this guy. And, like, they had been living with her family. So she's yelling at him, saying, like, hey, it's me. Like, what are you doing? And I guess he had, like, zero emotion in his face. Like, something had had come over him because he was super, super calm. And it was like he wasn't even there. Ew. That... 
how weird. Yeah. Like, he was obviously, like, on something. He's drunk. Whether he was, like, on something or, like, I don't know, mental health issues. Because, like, we don't we don't talk about it. There's nothing that really, like, goes into his mental health. But, like, did he have something wrong? He was abused as a kid and his dad is a murderer. I mean, right there is, like, you're going to have some <laughs> kind of problem. I don't think it creates, like, you have to be a murderer. You really yeah. don't have to. There's other, you know, occupations you could choose. But, <laughs> um. Yeah, that I, that, ugh, that just seems like how traumatizing for those girls, too. Like, they're just like, oh, let's take this family friend home. He's at the bowling alley. Yeah, and they have no idea. And yeah, drop him off. And then he just randomly s- flips a switch and was like, you know and what? attacks them. Yeah. Ugh. So, thankfully, someone actually has a brain, and they immediately press charges. And Ward actually gets sentenced to three years of prison, and he heads off to do his time. Okay. Woohoo! That is a win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it's... About time, like, honestly, how many other victims were there? If this is, like, happened and he hurt his wife, his family member, and they just kept getting away with it, like, finally something has come to light, has risen to the top. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing that really, like, to just cut you cut you down right now, like, the worst thing is he doesn't stay in. <laughs> like, like for I wish – I well, first of all, he doesn't even serve his full sentence. And, like, well, second of all, know. like, yeah, it doesn't – I wish he would have stayed in longer. I wish they would have, like, been able to, like, unearth his past because, honestly, this was just the beginning for him. So he didn't stay in, and this is all just the backstory. And I know it's super detailed, but I promise you, like, it totally matters, and we do we do know that there are so many other people who love details as much as we do. So Ward's finally in prison. So... Of course, no one stays in jail for the actual time that they're given. So Ward ends up getting released early. And I don't specifically know why, but either way he does. So it's 1988 and Maria is pregnant again with their fourth child. And this is a daughter. And the family decides that they are going to move back up to good old Oregon. And they find themselves in Canby. Canby is just not my prime place with all these cases we've done so far. That's not where I want to be. What the heck? So the Weavers actually open up a gift shop. Random. Yeah. <laughs> in Gamby? Yeah. I don't know. Not but, like a tourist destination. Right? That's what I was kind of thinking. I was like, how successful are you going to be like having a gift shop in Canby? There's but, a lot of antique stores. Are there? Yeah. Maybe that's why. But it also uh, was noted that they sold meth and coke on the side. Oh, that's a pretty neat gift. It's kind yeah. of spendy, though. <laughs> yeah. That's an expensive gift. Ugh. So finally, 1993, Maria files for divorce from Ward. Go, Maria! I, like, literally doubt, like, the abuse stopped, but at least she got out of there. Yeah. Like, we've already stated before, she was from the Philippines. That must have been a tough decision. I'm glad she finally found a way out. Well, and I, it's sad because, like, I wish I could say that, you know, in the future, um, she ends up, you know, getting her life together and blah, 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 all this stuff. But sadly, like, that's not the case. Like, I recently saw, like, a 2017 picture. She she looks haggard. Maria. Maria. Yeah. See, this is why you don't... I don't know. Yeah. You just don't. So, then, you know, Ward is a single guy. He's got four kids. And he actually hits it off with some girl who we are going to call Sloane. And she is the ripe old age of 18. Oh, my gosh. What is up with these people? What eighteen-year-old girl's like? Oh my god, an older man with four kids. Yeah, sounds that sounds great. great. This sounds like so much fun. And Sloane, like, is that her actual name? Like, why are we calling her that? Um, I mean, I think it's both. Like, it was her actual name, but also I just really like it because it reminds me of Fer- Ferris Bueller, and I love that movie. And this is our podcast, so yeah. Mm, no comment. But carry on. Have you even seen Ferris Bueller, dude? I don't know why you literally think. I was born. I crawled out of a larva sack <laughs> yesterday. Yes, I've seen Ferris Bueller. I can't okay. quote it to you. No. Okay, okay, okay. I don't know Sorry. who Sloan is. I really- Sloan was the girl. Sloan was Ferris's girlfriend. Sloan, that they go pick up from school. Anyways, we don't have time to talk about this. Anyway. So by 1994, he's with Sloan, who, mind you, is a baby compared to him. And as one might assume, Ward is just kind of like a horrible partner. 
He's freakishly controlling and he basically makes her life miserable. He says when she can go out or not, controls what she does, as well as letting her know she cannot even cut her hair without his permission. Yikes. Okay, this is like some big red flags. I mean, Ward in general is just a huge red flag, like a laser missile. (laughs) Like, I don't even know, like a huge banner on the plane red flag. Yeah. But... Those are like some just really controlling characteristics, which I'm, I'm really not surprised by Ward. I'm oh, not surprised. Yeah, it gets so much better. Oh, I, gosh. Like this story, I just want to be like, seriously, this happened. So one night, the couple gets into an argument and Ward beats her with a cast iron skillet. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. He just like, I have no freaking idea. Like, I'm not trying to laugh because it's like sad. But at the same time, I'm like, how did you have this, like, how, how did this ensue? Like, were you guys cooking? Like, was it late? And, like, why why the cast iron? Those are heavy. Those would jack you up. Yeah. Did she survive? No, she actually did survive. That's oh. the crazy part. I'm going to say, no, she didn't. I'm not surprised. But And the cops are called to the apartment, and she just tells them that, oh, he must have been possessed because he just had this look in his eye, and he just wouldn't stop. So he goes to jail, but other than the cops being called and, like, taking him away, Literally nothing becomes of it because she refuses to testify against him. And then, and then by 1996, they get married. Hmm. Imagine those vows. <laughs> I knew you loved me after you said, sorry for hitting you with a caster and spill it. <laughs> like, what in the world? Who was I like, mean, that's I, a great idea, Sloan. You should marry him. I, I, and I marry don't him. want to make fun of like these victims. <laughs> And I know, I'm sorry, but if you're dumb enough to marry the guy who hit you with a cast iron skillet, like, there's like, they're the real victims. And like, I know these people are like scheming and gross and we see it on the outside, but like, when you're in the relationship, I guess that's true. That's really sad. Like, she is a victim. I am sorry. She's 100% a victim. Okay. You are a huge victim. Sloan, I'm sorry. Getting smacked in the face with a cast iron skillet. Yeah. That sounds awful. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. That's jacked up. Okay. I apologize for laughing. Yeah. So the next year, all four of Ward's kids actually come to live with him and his new wife, who, let's be real, is probably only like seven to ten years older than all of them. Dude, that like never works out. Like for rich people, it works out. You know, celebrities that marry young girls and like their kids are like, you know. Because their kids are rich and they don't care. They're like, yeah, "Yeah, dad, we know you have an 18-year-old girlfriend. I'm 27, but it's fine. Yeah. Well, the 18-year-old girlfriend doesn't care either. She's getting paid. Yeah, exactly. But like with the normal people, that never works out. Yeah. Like what do you have? Yeah. So we know there's Francis, he's the oldest son and the oldest child. And then there's Melody, who is the youngest. And I'm Wait, wait, wait. So he named his son after him? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Francis. I don't know if he named him like Francis Ward Weaver or whatever. But yeah. Let's hope not. So there is a son. And um, Melody is the youngest, and I'm assuming because she was the last one born, that would make her the same age as the future victims. But I honestly don't know the names or the genders of the two other kids. Is it like hidden information, or did we just like couldn't find it, or what? I don't know. Maybe it's both. But it's kind of said that they basically formed like a happy little family. They were playing board games like Monopoly and Twister. They watched movies, and it was also mentioned that Ward's favorite movie was the Shawshank Redemption, which, by the way, that's an awesome movie. I love that movie. But that movie is about an innocent man, and that is not at all what Ward was. I have never seen the Shawshank Redemption. Yikes. I don't know why. Why would I watch it? Because it's a good movie. It's Morgan Freeman. Come on. I only watch movies where Morgan Freeman narrates. (laughs) He does kind of narrate in it. You should watch it. He narrates in a lot of movies. Yeah. I like when he's God and like, what is it, Bruce Almighty? Yes. See? That's a narrating one. Yeah. I I guess he shows his face a little bit, but yeah, he narrates. I love Morgan Freeman. Anyways. um, I think his movie should be more, he's more on the level of uh, American Psycho. Yeah. Like that's more his vibe. But yeah, I would say for sure. Actually, I feel like Ward was kind of worse. Worse? Yeah. Well, yeah. American Psycho is not... Words like the trashy <laughs> version of like American Psycho. Oh my gosh. So in August of 1997, it turns out that Ward was actually having an affair with some unnamed woman, which for the record, it said that he married Sloan in 1996 and they were married for four years. So I don't know how this math works out because now it's 97 and he's having an affair with someone else. He's already having an affair. He has a young, hot 18 year old girl that he smacked with a freaking cast iron skillet. And then he's, and then he's having an affair. Yeah. 
I don't know loyalty more than that. Let's be real. <laughs> that girl was loyalty award. Oh, what a jerk. Yeah, he's awful. But, you know, in this time that he's with his new lady, this is when he moves into the house in Oregon City with her and his four kids to the home on South Beaver Creek Road. Oh, my God. I know that place. I know. We all know that place. And unfortunately, friends. I really know that place. (laughs) Don't give it away. What do you mean don't give it away? Give what away? Morphine. Yeah. I don't live there. Oh, okay. I don't know where you live. I've never been to your house. <laughs> I'm your sister. <laughs> You're freaking rude. Okay. And unfortunately, friends, this is where we have to stop today because I know it was like we were just starting to get going. Everything was starting to get good. And there's so much that we really have to piece together and like tear apart. But for reals, this thing cannot be like three hours long. So we have to stop. And uh, yeah, we're just going to make you wait an entire week to hear the rest of the story. Yay. I feel like if like, I was an actual fan. I would hate you right now. Yeah, no, I, I think that's totally valid and true. But that's what makes this fun. So don't be fools and go, like, look it up and ruin all the fun. Like, be good humans and just wait. Unless you, like, they haven't lived in a rock and they already know what happens. Like, everyone in Oregon does. Even I know. All right. You ruined this story for me 10 years ago. <laughs> it talked to time. So thanks a lot. <laughs> okay, Regina. I don't think my father, the inventor of Tussle, would be too pleased to hear about this. Which that's <laughs> not, I was going to say Gina that's Gretchen. Was, it was Gretchen, but I mean, I just really fit. It really it fit. does fit. It so fits. yeah, we cannot wait to uh, see you guys next week, and we're really excited. So we hope you all have a lovely day, and yeah, we'll see don't you next time. Too much about this, it will ruin your day because it's awful and depressing. Yeah, now we're none of us are ever going to look at a skillet the same ever again. Cast iron skillet. I won't. Just you like, do you even I, own a cast iron skillet? I do, oh, but just like I, I also like, I don't think of hot dogs and soda the same anymore. Rip I don't George. really think about hot dogs that often. I love hot dogs. <laughs> no. I don't drink soda either, so I have no problem with that. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't have issues. <laughs> okay. I'm really hungry. You're always hungry. <laughs>